Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Hey everybody, welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for the week. I have got some really, really, really exciting news for you because all week long I'm going to be dropping a brand new podcast episode where I'm interviewing some uh, some new and some old friends of mine about the pieces of your yoga business that it might be time to pull out of the cupboard, dust off, rearrange, put into little boxes, fold it up in a Japanese kind of way and feel good about yourself. I'm launching today the Refine and Renew Yoga Business Essentials series. I have interviewed six experts from around the world and we're going to be covering uh, a, a beautiful collection of topics. Uh, we're going to be talking about communication. We're going to be talking about money. We're going to be talking about boundaries, packaging and pricing. We're going to be talking about finding what's true for you and dialing that up in your business so you're not distracting yourself saying yes to the things that you don't actually like. So each day of the week, uh, a brand new Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast coming right at you Uh on on these fabulous topics. I, I hope you enjoy them. Let me know. As always, find me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Uh, you know, and let me know your feedback. I want to know what do you like? What would you like more of? How do you uh, feel about these fabulous experts? Before we launch into today's interview, I want to just do some shout outs to uh, the people who have been implementing all that I've been teaching y'all over the past what? What are we into now? Six weeks? Was that how long ago we got started with this stuff? Uh, I've just had some seriously beautiful messages, so I want to read out some of those. I want to read this one from Jenny Jackson, who said, hey, I just wanted to share a momentous occasion. I just upgraded to business on my Squarespace account so it can do the pixel thingy and track the yogi vibes coming my way. I kind of feel all grown up now. I thought I'd share that with you because I know you'd get it. Congratulations, Jenny. Jenny's just finished the Facebook ads know-how course. So I'm loving on that. Well done for... uh, well done for upgrading. You know, I've been doing a lot of these single session coaching calls with people and I've met a whole lot of new folks and reconnected with people that I haven't talked to for a while. It's been so much fun. And one of the things that comes up is this question about how can I avoid upgrading to the next plan? How can I keep doing 40 minute things for free on Zoom? Or how can I keep my mailing list tiny so I don't have to upgrade my MailChimp? Or how can I still get people to deposit money into my bank account so I don't have to pay PayPal fees? I mean, come on now. That, all those questions are legit. If teaching yoga is your hobby, but if it's your business, take Jenny's advice and upgrade the hell out of whatever it is that you need because your business deserves it. Thanks for showing us the way, Jenny. Uh, next up, I just love these messages I get from everybody. Next up... Um, 
Uh, Shamsa says, hey, Amy, I love your emails. Yes, it's been amazing. Uh, I'm going to enroll in your coaching soon. She says, I'm muddling it through at the moment. Here's the part that I love. I love teaching online. Most of my regular students have been very, well, Amy's lost the page. Uh, supportive, small groups, only four classes a week of vinyasa flow. I need to learn how to get out there and get new students. So I will carve out some hours to, uh, to work into my timetable soon. Good on you, Shamsa. Yes, well done for taking action. I love it. Nicole says, oh my God, I just had a random book for my term structure with my new virtual studio starting Saturday. I've remained firm with my pricing. 60-minute Hatha Flow terms run for five weeks is still $85. Thanks, Amy, for the continuous support. I'm loving your energy as always. Well, Nicole Wood, I'm loving your energy as always. Uh, This one, super good. Uh, from Zana. She says, hi yogis, I'm Zana. So great to be added to the group. I found Amy when lockdown started here in the UK and followed the online chats with other yoga teachers throughout the world. I was so inspired. It has helped me to have the confidence to start some Zoom classes, a new yoga Facebook page, and really hit the social media that I was very nervous of before. All this has really made me reassess my work and life as a yoga teacher and as a holistic therapist. I'm really starting to lean away from all from the time and energy, limited one-to-one therapies, and more to creating financial and location freedom with an online yoga business. Still got lots to think about, planning a new yoga website, away from my therapies website, and starting to write a chakra ebook that will hopefully organically grow into an eight-week chakra balancing course. Still feeling a bit of overwhelm at times, but I just try to learn one new little thing every day to stay on track. Blessings, yogis, for this beautiful path we're on, Zana. That's a seriously beautiful message for all of us, Zana. Thank you so much. Um, I have to also do some uh, stick with it things. I've had some, you know, I've had have had some interesting messages from some of my clients who are in the compare and despair. So if, if, you're, if you've been looking at other people's stuff and it's been bringing you down, stop it. Uh, I want to say a huge congratulations to Emma Deary, who has got herself uh, on the seriously circulated. Um, loving all of that, Emma, and feeling really excited about her mama dance work. Uh, Monique has been interviewed on a podcast. Susan's been interviewed on a Basquillion podcasts. Uh, I also want to say a massive hello and shout out to Rosie. Uh, that's yoga with Rosie, not nude yoga with Rosie, who's been accidentally confused with the other one and been tagged in an inappropriate, well, not necessarily inappropriate, just not family friendly post on Instagram. What do you do about that? Is all publicity good publicity? <laughs> <laughs> the things you didn't think you would have to know. How do I block someone who hasn't actually, who isn't actually following me from a self-pleasure video they've tagged me on Instagram? <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, one more. Um, no, two more. Uh, keep going, keep going to all of those fabulous people who did the uh, how to teach retreats online training. Uh, last week. If you haven't got that, folks, and you want it, um, it's on my YouTube channel. So just head over there uh, and you can get it. Um, YouTube dot uh, forward slash C forward slash Amy McDonald, I think is the link, but uh, it's around. Anyway, Google me. If you see blonde hair and ugly pants, it's probably me. Um, 
it's there. But, the, you know, there was a bunch of those people who said, right, Amy, put me on your shortlist. I want to actually be held accountable. I really want to do this. And they've been sending me their ideas and we've been fine-tuning them. And uh, I know Sally Ann sent me a message uh, the day after. Way to take action, Sally Ann. Way to show us how it's done. Sally Ann sent me a message like 24 hours after we did the first training. She'd already put up her sales page. She'd used the copy that I emailed everybody and um, she'd already sold four places in 24 hours. So way to take action. And I know some of the other people who did that training have also um, messaged me and said that, they, uh, that, that they've had great success too. Um, then, oh, one more, a couple, couple more things. Uh, one, there are now nine places left for the Special Times one-to-one coaching. So if you wanted to have a one-to-one coaching session with me this month, I'm going to do nine more in addition to the ones that are already booked because then my calendar is full. (laughs) So if you wanted one of those, uh, they're only 97. It was my little, um, you know, how's Amy supporting folks? This is one way. So that's drawing to a close. Uh, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash special times. Next up, the Social Media Confidence for Yoga Teachers uh, registrations close on Sunday. So there's some more places uh, there. If you want to come hang out on that program, you've got until Sunday to sign yourself up there. And then lastly, the second round of Facebook ads know-how for yoga teachers is also enrolling. You've got a little bit more time to check that out. But I wanted to read this to you from Maggie. I love this. Maggie sent me this recommendation uh, overnight. She says, I consider myself very lucky to have found Amy. Like many of the yoga teachers around the world, in March, I was stuck in my apartment. I wanted and needed to continue teaching my yoga classes online. I knew nothing about online business space. My students and I navigated and conquered Zoom. Then I began to dream about building a yoga business online. Magically, Amy appeared. (laughs) I love that. It makes me feel like I should be wearing gold pantaloons, Maggie. I'll see what I can do. Uh, I don't remember how I first saw her offerings, but I jumped on the bandwagon. Thanks to Amy's Facebook ads for yoga teacher's training, I know what I need to do to find people who want to study yoga with me. Even more important than... The names of the apps and the know-how of Ads Manager on Facebook is Amy's solid support and her empathetically stated belief that we, the yoga teachers of the world, can do this. Damn straight. Uh, We can develop and promote our real work in the virtual world. I had no confidence or knowledge in building a yoga business online, and now I have both. Thank you, Amy McDonald. (laughs) Maggie, that's just the sweetest... Uh, testimonial ever and god damn it yes you can do it Uh, I'm so proud of all of you honestly folks I just think that you're all amazing and um, I've got to say that I don't think I would have made it through the past six weeks if it wasn't for uh, all of the comments and the uh, shout outs and the notes uh, keeping me posted with your own progress watching you all blossom I don't think I would have made it either so it's definitely a love fest happening all week long uh, here at the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Maggie, go follow her, everybody. Take loving care of ourselves. Go uh, search for her. Follow the hell out of her on, uh, on, 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 on the Instagrams. Uh, Maggie, you're a sweetheart. Okay, everybody. So as I said, uh, 
love love fest aside, as I said uh, all week long, celebrating some really inspiring thought leaders in the yoga industry space. And we're kicking off with Crystal Gray, who um, I had the very good fortune to meet uh, not that long ago. Crystal's based in Illinois. Uh, and it sounds as though she has a little bit of um, a space like mine. Grow your own food, live in the country, used to live in the city, don't anymore. <laughs> I think you're going to love everything that she has to share. And it's a real kick in the pants for, you know, if you've been having that emerging feeling that, mm, you know what, after this thing, I don't think I want things to go back to the way that they were. If you've been feeling that itchy, emerging feeling that something needs to be different or you desire something to be different post-pandemic, you're going to love my interview with Crystal. Uh, You can find out more about her on all of her socials. She's going to tell you about those. So here we go, folks. Welcome to the very first interview of the Refine and Renew Yoga Business Essentials Summit happening all week long. Enjoy. Hey everybody, Amy McDonald here. Welcome back to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast special series all about considering what you're doing in your business and is it the right thing? Could it be maybe a little higher vibration? Is it time to make a change? Uh, We're in a really contemplative, reflective period and uh, I'm curious to know how you can make the very most of this opportunity uh, and, and come out the other side of it feeling even more grounded and present and in love with what it is that you're doing. So I am so delighted to welcome my guest for the moment. Crystal's joining me here from Illinois, which is just such a fun word to say. I've got to say it's a good one. Um, Crystal, tell us about you, what you do, where we can find you. Give us the intro to you. Sure. Well, hi, my name is Crystal Gray. Uh, I'm an ERYT 500 for anybody who cares about that kind of stuff. I've been teaching since about 15 for about 15 years uh, in Chicago. And uh, then my husband and I moved an hour and a half south of Chicago to begin an organic vegetable farm. So now I live out in the middle of nowhere, uh, but this is also where I grew up. Oh, so wow. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm relatively familiar with living out in the middle of nowhere. And, and in times like this, it's actually really nice to live out in the middle of nowhere because we can go for walks and we've got our property. We've got greenhouses with hundreds of pounds of fresh lettuce and so yeah it's nice uh and the reason why I well I have an online business and the reason why I have that is because I didn't have a huge market here where I live and I did have a studio for a while it wasn't I liked it but it wasn't it just wasn't me and I and I couldn't have as big of a voice as I wanted to have and so I really wanted to focus too on working with the type of people that I really wanted to work with. And so that's why I moved my business online with, uh, yeah, but we can get into that, but that's me, Michelle. Oh, and I'm a mom and yeah, mom and a wife. My daughter's 10 and her name's Aya. Tell us about where we can track you down. So if people are listening to this, we also want them to be stalking you, following you, subscribing, all of the things. What's your Insta? It is Crystal Gray Yoga. That's my main one. I've also got a Yoga Goddess Academy, but Crystal Gray Yoga is where I, I post a lot more. So, And what about your website, Lovely? Yeah, that's, yo- well, <laughs> let's actually just direct into my Facebook group, which okay, is cool. Yoga Goddess Collective. Yeah, that's, my, that's my, main, my main thing right now, Yoga Goddess Collective. And can we just jo- ask to join your group? Is it f- yeah. open for folks? Yes, you can. 
bring it on. Awesome. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks already. Um, so, you know, before we got going and in the email, a little bit of emailing that you and I have been doing, one of the threads that's come through was this idea about um, using this sort of uh, concealment phase, if you like, if we use sort of a Nataraj symbol metaphor, to, to or the, the fallow period to actually think about what am I doing? You know, I, I hear from most of my clients are freelancers. Some work for studios, but for the most part, they rent space. They teach in different venues. Um, and that takes, there's a lot of churn involved in that. You just get home, prepare something for the kids to eat, then get back in the car and take my stripy bags of props to the church hall and teach the thing. And the, like, it's just right. going and going and going. And so the idea of actually having a moment to stop and contemplate is this what I'm meant for? Is, do I, is this where my, is this my actual dharma or am I just doing it because I've always done it? I think it's a really powerful time to be thinking about those sorts of things. So I'm delighted to have this conversation with you about checking in uh, for folks to think about, are we actually doing what lights us up or are we just going through the motions? And I'm curious to know, your thoughts on that and if, if you're finding that this is a period for work like that also. Sure. Well, you bring up a couple different points. So one of the one of the things you're mentioning is, you know, I do this and then I'm going to go into dinner, I'm going to run and do this and then I've got to go all the way across town and I've got to go do this. And I think yes. that we just kind of get caught in the trap of because there's a whole bunch of other people saying, well, that's just what you do when you're a yoga teacher. Yes. You know, you, you're going to make just a little bit amount of money with each yoga class. So then you're going to go to all these different places and you're just going to teach yoga basically to anybody who, anybody who will pay you and ask you for it. And so then that leads me into the second point, which is niching down, right? And finding your niche, which goes into the other point of doing what lights you up. Yes. And for me, what I tell my yoga students is, it is important to have, it's important to have a niche because yes, there are, I'm not a Debbie Downer by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a super positive person, but there are, the fact is there's a lot of 200 hour teachers out there. Sure. And so I think it's really important to, to have a niche to say, Hey, this is exactly who I help because not only are you going to attract the right clients, but then you can network more with your fellow teachers instead of trying to climb your way yes, up. And, Whoa, yes, my yes. class, my students. You're stealing oh, my students. Oh, God, yes. Because I love referring. Like, if I have somebody that wants specific business in yoga, well, then I'll say, you know what? Go to my friend Amy McDonald. She's going to be able to help you out better than I could in this area. And I'll just stick to what I'm really good at. And I think that that's really important. And how to find your niche, one of the things that you can do is, and you probably talked about this a lot, but just give you my perspective on yeah. it, is to look to where you've been in your life. Where was a time in your life that you felt lost or like a piece of shit and you needed, like you needed a friend, right? Just to talk to and, and somebody to help kind of pull you out a little bit of inspiration and go back to that person and use the tools that you have now to help that person. Oh, I and, love that. Yeah. I and I think that we, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I think that we get stuck too much in being like, well, I don't have it all figured out. You know, maybe you want to help single moms with anxiety. I don't know. I'm really trying to get narrowed down, but you feel like you still sometimes have panic attacks. So how could you teach them? Well, you don't have to have it all figured out. You could say, you know what, this is what I do whenever I'm in that situation, or now I can feel it coming on. And so I do this, you know, nobody, everybody's sick to see imperfect. 
yoga teachers and perfect people on social media now, right? I was just telling you how I just fell out of my handstand in my video and I was like, I'm just going to keep it up and let them see it. <laughs> I, I, I have a oh, polarizing relationship with this concept of niche. And only yesterday I had two different uh, coaching calls with folks that I haven't worked with before. And what they wanted to get from their time with me was clarifying their niche. And mm -hmm. that when, some, when a yoga teacher asks me that, it just riles me up because my sense of it is if you teach what you love and if you do nothing but be your authentic, authentic self, your niche coalesces around you because it, that's what you're attracting in. But this thing of oh, I, need to, I need to sort of compute it and I need to overanalyze right. it and I can't get going until I've hammered it down is, is right. um, uh, you know, brings people to a, a, a paralysis point. Like they can't actually progress because they're so fixated on getting something perfect. And what I, I, I love so much about what you just said is that, and I think it's true that for most of us, the people that we really feel called to serve are versions of ourselves just a little while ago. We're just a little uh -huh. further down the road. Very powerful. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think too, Amy, whenever you get stuck in that place of, Oh, I've got to find it. I've got to find it. It's like you're swimming upstream, right? And then you make your decisions based on, on things like, well, what's going to make the most money and yes. what's going to do this and what are the trending things right now? And, yes. and even though that seems like it would be the right way to go about it, it's not because the world needs you and to show up how you're going to show up for the people that need you. And to me, it also makes all of the really shitty experiences in my life, it makes me feel a lot better because... I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to help the people that I can help now if I, if I wouldn't have ever been there, you know, yes. and they know like, wow, she can do it. You know, then I can do it too. So. Yes. Yes. That, yes. So actually is what you're saying, Crystal, that it's a good thing that when I started out as a yoga teacher, I'd sit there until 10 past the hour. And when no one had actually shown up for my class, I would feel oh. relieved and pack up my shit. <laughs> I know. Isn't that a funny feeling? I would feel like that sometimes too. Like, well, it's either like you want like 10, like 20 people to be there or, or, or like, yeah, exactly. Not like There's one. That relief. Not when yeah. Yeah. There's always that relief, but I know it's like, you shouldn't be feeling that, you know? <laughs> oh, when that guy stops coming off, thank God. Cause I didn't actually have the courage <laughs> to say, this is not the right class for you. Like, <laughs> Ooh, man, that's one of the hardest lessons been there. Yeah. Been there. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so this takes courage, I'm imagining, especially if there's any lingering lack thinking or poverty consciousness for people to step away from the bread and butter. I've always taught, I've always taught that chair yoga class at the community center. And I know that that means every week there's 50 bucks coming into my, but I don't like it. Right. You know, it takes courage to step away from things that might be consistent but not necessarily rewarding. What would you say to somebody who's frightened about letting go of something that's been stable? Even though well, to me, as you know, I've told you, I am, I am pretty woo-woo, but I definitely believe that if you don't make any space for the things that you actually want to come into your life, they have no space to come into your life. So you have to, it's kind of like showing God or the universe or just yourself, you're proving to yourself that you want it and you, and you trust and you have faith. And that's the hardest thing for me 
and most people to have is faith. We can say we have it, but when it comes down to the brass tacks, you know, yeah. can we really let go of that? And I just wanted to also touch on another point that you said about, you know, eventually your niche will kind of present itself. And that mm-hmm. is true because if I would have, and it can change over time too, but if I wouldn't have looked 10 years ago, say, and, and been like, oh yeah, in 10 years, I'm going to be leading yoga teacher trainings and all this, I would have been like, yeah, right. But over time, people loved me, my alignment tutorials. Wow. You make it like, I'm able to explain it in a way that really makes sense and like lands for people, which a lot of some people, you know, a lot of people just don't have that skill and I do have it and I'm proud to say it now. And, uh, so yeah, I think eventually you just have to kind of listen, like do what you love to do, but also listen to what people are telling you. And that can help narrow it down as well, but you don't just want to listen to what everybody's telling you and just go with that. It's got to be a combination of the two things. I love that. And sort of being like looking for crumbs, following trails. I think I never would have foreseen this as my career, let alone something that I get up every morning and think, yes, another day doing what I love. Yeah, but there totally. were crumbs along the way of, mm-hmm. it wasn't that I got the full picture. No one ever said to me, this is exact, here's the list, and exactly, here's your business plan, go, do. But if you're right. mindful of, oh, this felt better than that other thing. Exactly. Or, I'm going to pursue that. Listening to your intuition. Yes. It's so important. It's so important. And that takes, that takes faith as well. It does. It does. Um, so, so. Something that I know you support people with is really honing the craft. So say, for example, there's, I imagine there's folks watching or listening who are thinking, okay, maybe I need to stop doing that thing. Maybe my official release, I did the training, I thought it would make money, my classes are okay, but I'm bored. I want to do like goddess workshops. Mm-hmm. So how, in, in making those transitions, I imagine that there is also more of that shivering coded piece of ensuring that you're actually very good at the thing that you want to specialize in what would you say for people who realize actually I want to do more of this and less of that I I know I need to hone those skills yeah I think it's just all about starting and not waiting until you are an expert in it or until you think you're an expert in it because other people are going to they're gonna be like well she knows you know she knows about this stuff and and even if not it's not being like And this is what I always tell my students. You're not like, hey, guys, today I'm going to teach you the most earth-shattering, life-changing class that's ever happened. Wow. You know, it's like, no. What you're doing is you're going to teach them a class that's going to make them feel better than when they walked in. And that's all that you need to do. And if you keep telling yourself that, that's going to put your ego in check. And it's going to help to help you to lead your class from a place of, of love than a place of, of ego. Like, oh my God, I've got to put the most craziest sequence together and I've got to do this. And then how am I going to get an arm balance? And then not that like doing those like challenging poses is bad, but sometimes it can, you can tell when a class is like that and whenever it does it, it doesn't flow and it's not, it's coming from a different place, you know? Yes. yes. Totally. I was talking to a, a, a emerging yoga teacher yesterday and she wants to specialize in private yoga and she was concerned that she wasn't good enough yet. She'd only been teaching for 18 months and maybe she wasn't good enough yet to teach private yoga. And I said to her, all private yoga is, is a class with just one student. It's not yoga therapy. It's not spiritual guidance. It's not well-being mentorship. It's just a yoga class with one person in it. Just yeah. if you can teach a class, you can teach a private People can get so heady with, and if yeah. I don't have 
I have this phrase like qualifying yourself confident. I think some yoga teachers are addicted to, or just do another prenatal 50 hours, no, just do another totally. 50 hour nidra thing yeah. until I'm right. finally ready. You have to just start taking those steps. And I was talking to somebody uh, the other day, one of my students or somebody, and I was like, you know, my biggest thing, my biggest piece of advice that I can get, give people is just to keep going. Like if this is your passion, I started my Facebook group in 2016. So that's, it's been a while. Things do not happen overnight. Mm -hmm. This is going to be my biggest year yet. I mean, which is good because hopefully this is, and then my next one is, but you know, it, it takes a while. It takes a little while to, to get momentum, but you just have to keep going. And, and there really is no such thing as failure. If something didn't work, pick yourself up and do the next thing. And if you don't like something, then don't do it. I don't do it. It might make me look wishy-washy, but if, if something, if something's not, if I don't feel like I'm delivering well enough, or if I, if it, if it's like pulling teeth, like again, swimming upstream, you know, I'm not going to do it because it's just not right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. And in saying that there is a place for ongoing professional development, but I suspect that, yeah. well, I'm curious to know what you think, Crystal, what's the difference between that hungry ghost, I need more to be good enough pursuit of professional development or ongoing training versus the professional development, ongoing training that's actually nourishing and supportive of your path. How do you know which is which? I would say to do some soul searching first and to find out who you do really want to teach. Is there a past version of yourself that you'd really love to teach? And figure out what what they need and where do you want to get them? Where are they at now and where do you want to help them get? And what kinds of things do you think would help them to get there? What helped you? And instead of just being like, oh yeah, okay, that's a really hot thing. I'm going to take that training and I'm going to take that training. Do some things, make yourself do things that you're super scared of. Do a few of those things, push yourself out of your comfort zone. Then, then I would give you permission to maybe, you know, do another training or something. But yes, there's always, well, I'm going to do that and then I'll be ready. No, you're not. I'm going to do that. Then you're ready. No, I'm not. You have to be comfortable with, with, if you're not comfortable doing stuff now, you're never going to be. I like it. You know, your students aren't going to be like, well, I don't know how many certifications do you have? Has anyone ever asked you to see your certificate? No one has ever said to me, well, if you register with your girl, show me your your certificates. No, no. And that's, yeah. So Yoga Alliance is a whole nother story. They're they're all right, but (laughs) I teach online, you know, so it's, it's, it's a tricky situation for me. And yeah. So yeah. Yeah. You and I, uh, that's a that's a glass of red and a great conversation. Um, and <laughs> you know, I was talking to a yoga teacher, one of my clients, the other day, and she's been teaching for a long time, and she's got incredible an incredible lineage behind her, and she's you know, I can tell just from her energy that she is the real deal, and yeah. she is having this crisis of confidence. Who is she to teaches in a small town? Who is she to actually play a bigger game? And I, I live said, out in the middle of nowhere. Right. And I, me too. And I said to her, um, you need to go take other people's classes. So you actually have a point of comparison, not to make someone else be less than or bad, but to understand how you're different and how you're special and what other people see in you, because you can use other teachers as a mirror to get that. 
Yeah. I think, I think and you can, and you can be like, Oh, you know, I am really good at this. Yes. So then use that in your marketing yes. be like, Hey, yes. th- these are my specialties. This is what I'm really good in. I'm not like super great at anatomy and I'll be the first one to admit it. Do I know all the muscles in the body? No. Am I going to talk about all the muscles in a class? No, but I'm very good at what I call intuitive anatomy and helping. I just know how poses should look and I know how they should feel. So I can tell people how to exactly get into that pose without having to even say the body part. Because honestly, people don't, unless they like are an anatomy buff or maybe they're a massage therapist or things like that, they don't know a lot of that stuff. And it can be very overwhelming for students, in my opinion, if you you just say all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Retract and depress your scapula. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so folks, let's just do some recapping at this point. So I guess what Crystal and I are suggesting for everybody is could now be a time when you start to consider, have I veered off my own course? Am I doing things that, maybe aren't meant for me and what would it look like to actually come back into a place that feels more fulfilling and not I think and again I want to know what you think Crystal but I think that when you're doing the stuff that feels really fulfilling one that's where you make the money and two that's where you could just keep doing it for as long as you cared to there's no burnout or overwhelm when you're on purpose yeah what do well, you 100%. Think? I, you know, I lead the online yoga teacher trainings and the three hours go, I don't, I honestly, I, I also lead them in person and we'll have weekends where there's, you know, we're there for two days straight and I'll lead a three hour yoga teacher training online. And I'm, and there's so much information and I'm giving them so much. And I'm just like, how did I ever teach like a full weekend whenever in three hours there's a, maybe cause I feel like I need to give them some, so much more in the three hour time. So but it's kind of like, ah. but that being said, like I could do it all day, but I just start to see them like, <laughs> so for those of you that are just listening, I'm looking like deer in headlights, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to stop now. That's enough knowledge for today. But yeah, I, I just love it. And it fills me up. I mean, whenever I'm done with those, I'm like, oh, yeah. Wow. That was, cause it's a lot of space that you're yeah. holding for yes. people and it is different online yes. because you have to keep that energy up. And, but that's a skill that it does. It does just take a little bit of time. I was listening to one of your episodes today and you were talking about how one of your students was saying, I don't really, you know, I want to keep the energy up and it's just kind of different online. And I, I think to those people, I would just say, it you'll find a rhythm with it and also I want to tell those people do it live go live on Facebook go live in your Facebook group go live on YouTube teach live because then you have it just completely changes the energy if you're recording a class and putting it up it's for me in the beginning it was like now lift your right arm up over your head you know it was very robotic (laughs) but whenever it was live I could I could come alive a lot more Yes. Even though, yeah, you might fuck up, but who cares? Like you do that in a yoga class anyway. Nobody wants to see perfection. They don't care. Just keep going. Like you said, you 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 handstanded into your couch. And one of my colleagues totally. saying to me, he um he was doing a, a satsang teaching online, and he had a guitar on the wall behind him, and it fell off the wall and hit him on the head. Things oh happen. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For okay. sure. All right, so and I think that that's the mark too of of just more of 
I don't want to say a, a skillful teacher is when you can take those things and not let it be like, oh my God, I'm the worst teacher ever. How are, they're never going to come back to my class. Yeah. And, and make it make you feel like you're a bad teacher. Cause that's not the case. The difference is that we're just like, well, you know, it happens and you just keep going because off of our mat, we're trying to teach our students too, that you don't have to be perfect on your mat. You don't have to be perfect off your mat. And if you let go of that perfection, just like you can as the teacher and show them up, oh, yeah. roll with the punches, they're going to be like, wow, I'm going to do more yoga because I want to be like that. Yes. No. Not sweat the small stuff, but also, um, that sort of bigger picture of thinking of well, if we're all in this together, if we really come from a metaphysical perspective, then who cares that I just handstand it into my couch? Because theoretically we all did. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you tell us a little bit about your book, what it's about, what it's called, where we can get it? Because I am hashtag yoga nerd in extremis. I can't get enough yoga books. Tell us more about it. <laughs> well, it's called Goddesses Part 2. Love because they do. There's a story behind that one and, and behind that, but I'm not going to tell you about it because it's the first story in the book and it's okay. really funny. Okay. And also I, I tell that story at the beginning of the book because you, you'll know if you should read the rest of the book or not. If you can't make it through that story or if you think that story's stupid, you might as well just stop reading it now. And that's fine. That's fine with me. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me, but I don't want you to waste your time. But, you know, again, just like with the yoga classes, the people that that book resonates with, it really resonates. And I've got so many messages from people that are just like, oh, my gosh, that helped me so much. And, you know, I tell about my story with addiction and things like that. And, and I think that that's really inspiring for people, because even if they weren't addicts or anything, they they don't feel worthy enough. Who am I to be up there and to put myself up in front of people? And again, it's not like we're saying, oh, look at me. I'm like the best, most awesome yoga teacher. You just want to help people and you yeah. want to help them feel better. And that's, that's it. Everybody can do that. If you want to help people feel better, you can do it. Yeah. And uh, going back to talking about privates, I used to teach those when I had a studio because they were my bread and butter. And again, that's just holding space for people. Usually people that want privates, they just want a little bit more attention. They might even want to talk more. They might just want somebody to listen, you know? Yeah. Yep. So I really liked teaching private lessons personally. Where can we get your book? Oh, sorry. <laughs> How did I get to private lessons from my I, book? Well, I'll like, it's still handy. Stay on track. <laughs> you can get it on Amazon. Okay, perfect. Um, and also, uh, you mentioned to me just before that your next 300 hour YTT starts in September online. I'm thinking that people are, I mean, for folks like us, we're like, yeah, of course you teach shit online, zoom, whatever. But uh, the rest of the world's like, Oh, (laughs) Oh, look at what's possible. Um, so folks might be looking for, uh, folks might be looking for some additional professional development, not because if they get it, then maybe they'll finally be enough but because they're innately feeling drawn to expand into new space. Tell us, just tell us a bit about your 300 hours. What's it, what's your, well, Amy, what I really, yeah, what I really like to focus on is, is confidence. I'm really good at helping teachers feel confident. Mm -hmm. So, but I'm not saying that you should do this just, just so that you have that one more thing. I'm not saying that, but I, I do have a way with helping people feel confident. And how I do that too is by helping them see that they are worthy, that they do have gifts to share with the world. And my specialties are alignment, sequencing, and uh, class planning. Nice. Yeah, I would say it's, it's mostly alignment and sequencing and cueing. 
So yeah. whenever you're teaching online, especially, you have to get really freaking good at queuing. And I, I never say, okay, go into warrior one. Okay, warrior two. You know, I tell them exactly how to get into the pose. And I might not even say the name of the pose because yeah. students, they don't know what the pose is called. And then, and there, I mean, there's so much, so much stuff that comes with that. Oh my God, your students might be like, I don't know what that is or how everybody else knows what they're doing. And I don't know what that is. So I help teachers learn how to teach students in a way where their students will want to come back because they feel empowered. They don't feel too fat, too old, too inflexible, whatever. Oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough for this. I never want one of my students to walk out of class feeling that way. And I never want one of my students, one of my trainees students to walk out of class feeling that way because yeah. yoga is for everybody. Yeah, so yeah. that's my main. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that I, one of the things that I think 300 hour teacher trainings are so good for is that for a lot of people, they, go to a yoga class, they fall in love with yoga, they do a lot of it. The thing that seems the next obvious progression is the YTT 200 hours, not because they want to be a teacher, but they just want to learn more. But then they do the 200 hours and they think, shit, I'm actually going to teach. So they start teaching and then they start broadening their horizons and then they realise, oh, the 200-hour training I did was crappy. I actually don't know about this. I don't know about that. I can teach exactly like my teacher, but I don't know why I'm saying those things. Yeah, exactly. I want to discover my own voice. I want to hone my craft. And that's where I think the 300-hour piece is just so pivotal because you get to choose someone more intentionally. It's not just the one that you thought was the only one. Exactly. And then you get to really, I mean, I was blessed in that I fell into an exceptional 200-hour by chance, <laughs> not because I knew it. Yeah. Um, right. But then it wasn't until 300 hours I came out of that that I went, okay, now I actually feel like I've got what it takes to be a good teacher. Before I was kind of like, ah, now I know what right. I'm doing. So I love yeah. that you're specialising in things like alignment and sequencing because I think those are the two, the two of the things that can sort of not get enough airtime in a 200-hour, particularly if it's more of a flow-based training. You just miss out on those things. And that's why, that's why I really, well, that's one of the reasons why I really focus on them. But the other reason is because I'm really good at it. So it's a win-win. I really love, and I love it. I love teaching it. And that's what I heard over and over and over is, is from students saying, oh, well, I didn't get this or that. And it's not necessarily always because the training, sometimes the trainings, I've heard horror stories about 200 hour trainings. Wow. Uh, but it's not always the case. Maybe the teacher really loved philosophy and that was like their main thing. So they really focused on that. But the thing is, with a lot of 200-hour trainings is that you don't learn how to teach. Yeah. You know, they, you, you learn, like, you, and that's some of the things, too, with, like, online. And I think that that's why online gets a bad rap is because they think that it's just all of the information. And so, yeah, it's good to deepen your practice. And some online trainings are like that. Like, here's all the information, but it's missing a key component of, okay, well, how do you teach it now? Yeah, yeah. And so that's really what sets my programs apart. I love it. So good. And and a perfect and a perfect loop back to where we started, which was how timely it is right now to spend some contemplation time investigating am I where I desire to be with my yoga business? Is there something else that has been calling or whispering to me for a while that I've been suppressing or denying? And what would it look like? me to step more into that space what would support me to hone those skills to get there yes yeah. and I think that that can be scary because people don't want to cut themselves off at the knees but trust me 
that's not going to happen. It's actually going to broaden because again, people are going to resonate with you way more, no matter how weird you think your thing might be. Like I'm going to do crystals in yoga or like moon cycles and yoga, whatever, like the weirdest thing, but there's going to be people like, oh yes, that's what I want. You are my person. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Crystal, this has been such a great conversation. Remind us again, your Facebook group and your Instagram. Yoga Goddess Collective is the Facebook group and my Instagram is Crystal Gray Yoga. Fabulous, folks. Stalk her. She's fabulous. Thanks so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Oh, and you know what, Amy? I've also got a podcast. Oh, come on. Tell <laughs> us, tell us. It's called the Yoga Goddess Academy podcast. Okay, so go subscribe to that, everybody. And yeah, I'm going to have you on. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, all right, let's go. Thank you. It's been inspiring. I'm feeling like, mm, I, I'm going to cancel everything else today and just like think about what I'd like to do next. You've inspired me for <laughs> sure. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Amy. And thanks to all of your listeners. So I hope you found that fabulous. Uh, let me know. Hit me up on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. What did you love? What were your takeaways? What are you going to implement for yourself? Tell me, tell me all the things. Hey, before we finish up, a reminder that Social Media Confidence for Yoga Teachers, my four-week super fun, comprehensive, but never overwhelming course for you to master the socials, uh, is enrolling right now. And in fact, it kicks off next week. So you need to get yourself signed up if you haven't done this yet. If you are bamboozled by social media, if you feel it is an obligation rather than a pleasure, if you feel it sucks your will to live instead of inspiring you with its creative opportunity, if you suspect that maybe Amy is maybe onto something, that new students are there waiting to find you on social media, but you're just not sure what to do. If you've got no freaking idea what a hashtag is or how to take a decent selfie of yourself, sign up. The link is amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. It's only 197 Australian bucks, which is nuts. Ask anybody who's done it. Head over to the page and read about what all the teachers who have done it have to say about it. Hint, love fest. Uh, And in addition, this round, what we'll also be doing, excuse me, you'll also get as a bonus is a a bonus training on how to take a great selfie. Guess what? If you're anything like me, hiring a professional photographer and having a photo shoot with hair and makeup, not possible right now. But hopefully what you're also finding is that uh, it is a beautiful opportunity to be growing your following, growing your community, talking to more people, connecting with people, offering your yoga in different ways. And that takes images, that takes pictures of your face. I love you. You need to have more pictures of your face. <laughs> your whole body and some of them too. Gosh, I'm going to teach you how to take a selfie that doesn't look like a selfie. Uh, as a bonus training in addition to the four weeks of content that have been tried and tested by yoga teachers all over the world. The link again, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. I'm going to teach you my five post recipe. So you'll never wonder what to post again. I'm going to explain what hashtags are. I'm going to teach you about repurposing. So you make something once and then you use it five different ways. I'm going to teach you how to schedule stuff so that your social media becomes something that you do once a week. 
going to talk to you too about the tips that I've discovered for generating real conversations with people. So your social media never again feels like an obligation, but it feels like a creative output where you meet people who are interested in what you're doing and they are attracted to you of their own free will. If these things sound good to you, girl, uh, or guy, uh, or any other gender for that matter, please sign up. The link, amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social. Like I said, people lose their minds for this course. It's super fun. Uh, We go for four weeks and here's what's different about my course. If you buy this course, uh, I'm going to be in your face. That's a good thing because I don't want you to sign up for yet another home study program that you never use. So every week, We have a 90-minute training call where I will teach you some things. Hint, everything you need and nothing that you don't. Then we will also have a call for 60 minutes, same week, where I'm going to check in with you. What did you do? How did it go? What have you discovered? What can I help you with? What questions do you have that I can answer for you? So that along the way, you're implementing what you learn and you're implementing what you learn with confidence, play, fun, and new friends uh you're all going to get connected the people who are already signed up are already getting to know each other uh following each other supporting each other and that's going to be what you're in for as well so this is not just a learn it but this is a learn it then do it program it is jnana yoga and karma yoga thinking and doing so if that sounds good to you if you want to take advantage of this wiggy whack time at home to actually get these skills hammered down and start using them so that when you re-emerge you've got you know lots more people who have already got to know you and are excited to see what you're offering next so that they can sign up for it please get yourself registered you've got until sunday night amymcdonald.com.au forward slash social So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure. Of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at amyyogabizcoach. Take deep care.